Hello everyone and welcome to Sario Dev Show, Engineering IRL, where I teach you how to improve as an engineer and apply those mindsets to real life. So today's episode um, is ooh, episode uh, revision 12 today. And today's episode is going to be a pretty meaty topic, a juicy one. I decided to, I'll probably split it over maybe two or three episodes. Um, but what we're going to talk about today is how important is UI, user interface design, and how do I incorporate that? So firstly, um, I need to separate here. There's user design, a uh, user interface, UI, and there's UX, user experience. And they actually do deserve two separate headings and two separate topics. So probably the next podcast I'll, I'll do uh, user experience. Today's user interface. So firstly, a user interface is how you as the human user interacts with the program, the software, the uh, whatever it is. And the thing is, is that what you'll find is every, it's an easy statement to make. Oh yeah, if the interface looks good, it's a good indicator of the software being good. What we all have seen and many engineers know is a lot of the time, if you get, say you get uh, a certain time frame to do a job and someone else gets a certain time frame to do a job and you get it all done and it looks not that pretty, but you got all the functions in and you see someone else's software exact same time exact same project but theirs is super pretty initial assumption is their thing probably doesn't actually work or it doesn't do the thing very typical and you'd probably be right a lot of the time you see that um, there's that drawing of the of the rabbit two rabbits holding the carrot one's got the big leaf out of the ground and the other one's got like the short leaf sticking out of the ground but when you look underneath the one with the short leaf has like a, a massive carrot. It's not, you can't judge a book by its cover. That's true. That is true. Um, just because one, one, one piece of software looks pretty doesn't mean it's actually good under the hood. Good under the hood. Um, but, but the thing is, is we do, we do judge the book by its cover. We always do. We always do. And the thing is, in this day and age, it's usually both. You want software that has both. Get you a software that can do you both. You know what I'm saying? Um, <clears throat> that's a tricky one. This is not. This is not saying. Oh, make make software good, be good, and look good. I mean, that's everyone's expectation. Give me everything for less budget and less cost. Less budget and less cost. So that's where you told me, but you know, the money, like I don't have time to focus on a UI when they give me such minimum budget and all I can do is function. That's true. I get you, but um, uh, hear me out a little bit. The reason why, and, and it's true, you should focus on like, especially as engineers, engineers, Software, you can tell when engineers made software most times or has made a, 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 an interface or made a database or something like that is because the interface is, it doesn't make, there is no interface. You know, they expect you to know how to manually type a query to get this part of the info because it's so trivial 
why would it make a form for that? Why would it make an interface for that? True, that might be true. And your target audience, other oh, engineers, great. They should know what they're doing or they shouldn't be in this database. Great. The thing is, if you're designing, if you're designing and you're using the byproducts as, 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 as the core of your design, it, it never adds up. So for example, when, when I was just saying just then, if, if they don't know how to use it, then they shouldn't be in here. Are you talking about user authentication or roles? User roles, user defined roles, like what they can and can't do in your software that feel like that's, there's a, there's a, uh, there's a intended function behind that that tells you that that's what the intention is behind the bad design. If you, if you think about extensibility or your uh, software in the future, purposely bad code or purposely not having an interface to prevent people from doing something is not self-explanatory. You never look at a software and be like, you're going to say this is bad or this is good. You're never going to be like, oh, I can see why this is bad. It's because no one's meant to be here. It's not going to happen. You can't think like that. Yeah, like, uh, like when you when you when you plan your design. Obviously, time is a matter, and and I know this too well. But time is a big factor. But you can't design from a place of, well, I have to purposely put in shit design. You have to come from the ideal. This is what it's meant to be, and then in lieu of that, scrape back. So function is very important because the guy that can make a user interface but can't make the thing function is useless in engineering land. Okay, not useless, but pretty useless. <laughs> so, so this is true. This is like, why would you recommend focusing on the UI? Why would I recommend focusing on the UI? Well, I only recommend focusing on the UI at the beginning. Not the very beginning, you know, get some basic functions. You, you need to learn how to uh, solve problems. You need to learn how to make basic functions achieve tasks. This is true. But the reason why I would argue that you should focus on UI, especially early on, is because you can build it as a habit. Like the time it takes to make a shitty interface is almost the time it takes to make a good one. Okay, a little bit, you just go spend a little bit of time thinking about, okay, how does this look? And actually, you might you might see that it, say, it costs you some time up front, but it may save you some time later on, because instantly it looks good. And then usually people say, oh, but I don't even know if this will be accepted. Like, the function's not accepted. Why should I make it have some sort of interface? Well, the first fact of the matter is, is as you get better at making good interfaces, by habit, you will, when you initially create parts of the pages or whatever it is, or parts of your software, you already make it look good. There's a bare minimum good, bare minimum good. You know, you have a baseline of decent looking software that doesn't look like it's from the 1980s or is just non-existent and no one knows how the hell to use it. Because I can tell you that as much as you get told like, oh, as long as it functions, as long as it functions, especially by engineers, the second you've got software going to like an end user, the, f the end user that's not involved in the process, first thing they say is like, oh, where do I go? How do is this what it looks like? They go straight to the user interface. They don't care what you got in the back end. They don't care what's underneath the hood. It's like a, it's like a car. Like 
enthusiasts will care what's under the hood, but they all press the same accelerator, they all use the same steering wheel at the end of the day when they go into your car. They sit down in that front driver's seat. Okay? Even the enthusiast that looks under the hood and appreciates the motor, um, at some point sits in that front seat and there's a feeling. You need to get that feeling right. Okay? And I'm saying to you that you can actually do both. You can actually um, make good functioning stuff and at the same time, make it look good. You just gotta practice. You gotta get good at making the uh, make stuff look good. Um, and then what happens is, think about this, every engineer you know, like a lot of a lot of the times you'll be either, hey, we need some interface design or we need a, uh, a um, uh, like someone to build the backend or build the functioning code. Um, and when you can do both, you stand out. So for career progression, it looks good. Engineers typically, typically don't make good looking interfaces. <coughs> typically. Now bigger companies will go hire out someone and, and do that. And that might not be, you might say, oh, but my role is this specific thing. That's, that's fine. I'm not saying go outside your role or whatever, but you need to learn how to make things look good because when you, for every little bit of thing that you make, every software, even an Excel sheet or a document, if it looks good, it leaves an impression about you and your professionalism. It really does. And in the future, when there's someone, uh, when, when, when there's a task to be done, they're going to go to the one that they remember looked good. They don't. The fact that you have the task means that the person giving to you doesn't have time to an analyze and assess the nuts and bolts of it and go, okay, actually, this is really well done. They, they don't have the time. That's why you have the task. They have to make some sort of assumptions about how good it looks. They, they, you know, typically if you're new, they have to kind of, they know they have to double check all your work and stuff. But when it looks good, it makes it e and you make it easy for them to check, it always leaves a good impression kind of like um, in your uh, uni work if you make it easy for the markers to give you marks then you just increase those chances they're just a human at the other end looking at your stuff it's the whole point of good handwriting and then things like this structuring it putting a title where the marking criteria title is so they know oh this is where I look to give this person this mark instead of having to assess your entire assignment the exact same reasoning <clears throat> humans are humans so it's always going to be the same you gotta you gotta reduce friction you gotta make it easy for the user to instantly know to instantly look at what they're looking at and a not be mortified and turned off straight away just by looking and b they know where to go they know what to do as a saying a bad user interface is just like a bad joke it has to be explained, it's not very good. See, that joke was not very good. I just explained it. You don't want that to be the case. Okay, so, that, that was just a little bit on why you should think about UI, even as an engineer, even if you're focused on function, why you should practice uh, your interface design and understanding a bit of psychology and and creating good interfaces 
because it's advantageous for you long term. And you also know that now that the more you practice it, the more it becomes second nature, and it's actually not a big investment anymore. Great. What's a good interface? What am I doing here? Well, I'll start with being a little bit software-centric, but I think if you apply this to even um, documentation or reports, um, <coughs> things of that nature, Excel sheets and things like this, um, it'll, uh, it'll be relevant and it will be beneficial to all of those things. So firstly, the way I would start thinking about your design and obviously people say, oh, but you know, trends change and design, what, what's considered good design always changes. This is true, but, but, but at the core, at the end of the day, um, from, from design principles point of view, the first thing that you need to consider is, and I would start this way because it's easy to go the opposite way, is look for a minimalist design. Now, I'm not just saying like, design the minimum thing there's actually you look up minimalist design go to google images and check it out and you'll you already know what i mean or even a min, minimalist like web web design or something like that <clears throat> just for the initial look and get it kind of get a feel but what i what i like to take away from the minimalist design is you don't add clutter you don't add information about things that doesn't need to be there most times i see like Oh, like engineering software is like dashboards and like just layer like they need the information but it's just oh every tool under the sun that you could need all displayed there with ugly old icons or they're too small to see like don't be afraid if there is only if there people if a person's on a screen for one function to make that thing big and make that the thing be the center all right let's say you're at a you're, you've been a clock for some reason, the reason why a person goes to the page is to check the current time. It's fine to have current time, big text, and the numbers counting down nicely in a big, big, big form and not include anything else. Maybe you have a little date somewhere. Sure. But don't be afraid to have the focus of that one page. Like, don't be afraid that your page hasn't got much there if that's what it's meant to show. Don't try to add stuff for the sake of adding stuff. But the second you add stuff, Consider the framing. Look at the page where your text or whatever it is is sitting relative to the page and align it. Align it. Don't have, you have three, four fields or something like that. Don't have them all sporadically placed. Go and align everything to something. Be purposeful. Now you might say, okay, let's go back to this clock on the page with some text, you know, as the, as the, as the clock. You, you center align. Maybe you center align from the middle and vertical maybe you put it in the top left corner but if that's all they're looking at it and you think of the user and how they'll be looking at this interface and you say they're typically going to be on a computer or even if it's on a phone dead center on the screen makes sense put it there <laughs> put it there and make that the only thing there boom nice consistency when you're, uh, so they are on that page and you need to go back to the main menu or whatever it is, that menu access should be in the same place. Not have the user guessing, oh, the menu looks here. Maybe you have a common icon, that's the only place I accept it. If you have an icon that's really clear, you can put that kind of anywhere. 
but I would still recommend putting it in a place where a person expects, and they only expect it based on where you've decided it is from the beginning. This is why it's nice to have a navigation bar across, across the top or the side, because they know where to go. It's like a drawer. They know where to go to get all the extra stuff that they need, and you can hide it all because they don't need to see it right now. You're in the digital world. You don't need to have everything on the page at all times. It comes back up. You can call it back up. Um, colors, don't use any like straight, um, like if you're going blue, you don't use the 25500, like, you know, the, the, what is it, 00255 blue. Bring it down a notch. Don't be too strong on your colors. Please don't be too strong on your colors. And like, <clears throat> say you're doing a design that's so simple, the pages aren't too crazy. Just. You can stick to a color, say, say you go white, okay, you have white, because white space is good, okay, always remember white space. Then you have a color, let's say you go with some sort of blue, but you've come down a little bit, it's got a bit of um, red and green in there, like it's a, it's a nice blue, or either not too off-putting blue, not too strong. And then it's fine to just, instead of changing the blue, or changing to a random color, is to bring the gradient down contrast so it's the same blue line but you're just going up and down in terms of the darkness of that color or the lightness of that same color and what that does is it gives you a nice offset to your theme and you can highlight a separate section separately great fully achieved what you've tried with your color thing anyway now you might say okay but you know my whole page is blue I don't want that well that's fine, you need to add some colors, but you better find something that complements it, okay? A blue with that ugly-ass purple, uh, oh, just stop. Or something fluoro, oh, please. Light text on light background, stop. Contrast is good, white space is good, uh, not too harsh of colors, using up, uh, downtones or uptones of that same color, good. Heading is bolded, nice. Not too fancy text, happy. These are all things you need to consider. Consistency, um, looks nice, not too harsh. Uh, like, if, if something looks old, like don't make it look old if you can. You know, like Windows theme 1998, Windows 1998 theme. Like, just doesn't look good. Not anymore. The other thing I would say, another resource you can pick up is there's a lot of developer conferences um, for like Facebook, Android, iPhone. If you're not, even if you're not a developer, I'd, ch I'd say check out some of those conferences. They have like the videos online on YouTube. Um, they kind of, they, they are at the front of user interface and user experience. They will have videos up there that tell you how they make tools easier for developers to design. To design. So you'll know the current trend. You'll know how to make your software look good because all the manufacturers are making tools for the developers to do that style easier. Okay? Don't... Okay, so do that. Now, a little bit back to the tips for your user interface. Don't get too crazy. Don't get too fancy. You learn that there's a glow feature. Nice. Glow all the things. Don't do that. You really have to be smart about what you glow. If you just have this one clock, sure, an offset glow to a faded, uh, like a black kind of tint behind it on a white page, maybe, yeah, could work. 
but I would be very hesitant with these names or use it sporadically. One thing that really needs a highlight, uh, if you're using sh drop shadows and things like that, yeah, but you've got to be consistent about the layering and you've got to be intentional. If you're putting a shadow on a few things because of a specific purpose, like these are buttons off of the main page and they function differently to the buttons within the page, okay. There's a reason. If you're drop shadowing for it, like left, right, and just don't do that. Don't go. Anytime you feel yourself going like bang, like do this to all the things, you gotta you gotta stop and think for a second. Just stop. It's easy to get excited, I know. No, you wanna you wanna amp, you wanna pretty up all the things, slow it down. Go back to your minimalist design. Think about it. <clears throat> now I haven't talked too much about the placement I've only talked about alignment and making things look nicely aligned like if the text box is the length of the whole page and that's for a four digit postcode you're doing it wrong you need to shorten that but what you also don't want to do is have like if you have a if you have a form with 10 boxes 10 data fields and they're all different lengths because you're trying to match it to the characters that looks ugly oh my goodness it does. Put the boxes, align them, make the same width. If you've got like 10 fields in a row, generally you, you want to have it like uh, justified. As in, you know, uh, in Windows you have the justified lines that they, they sometimes stretch it out. You want to have all your boxes the same length. If you've got really shorter fields, maybe you increase two, you decrease, uh, you include two uh, fields on one row. Yeah, and shorten their length, uh, their width, the ones with shorter lengths, but have the same net width your labels and your uh, text boxes looks a lot nicer okay you don't want to be too harsh on your on your on your designs you want to make it simple neat you might argue yeah but why what uh, now you're telling me to put a date field the length of a uh, of a username field when they're completely different le uh, lengths go to any site now and they have big text boxes with consistency on forms with widths and things like that easier on the eyes it's easier for a user to go through they know where to look it's less information to process it's less information to put that's what you want to do less information to process when someone looks at a ui they don't got this is the era this is the time where people want information quick okay so don't let them dawdle around have to read things to figure out what to do make it easy for the user be the user for a second not you as a user be a pleb, okay? You need to pretend that you know nothing and you're trying to use the interface. Market or uh, think from the uh, lowest common denom denominator of your user base. In, it's hard, but you should. And, and once you've thought of your lowest common denominator, your lowest type of user, go lower. Okay, more basic to the minimum function don't, don't like strip everything away it's like it only shows the time and it's supposed to be like a, uh, a ride sharing time. obviously saying that all right so those are the things to consider on your user interface now uh, when we talk about you're gonna be thinking like yeah okay I align things but where do I put stuff how many buttons do I put on the page um, which buttons go where on which page um, all of these things start seeping into the user experience, UX. You've got UI design, you got UX design. So it's very careful not to seep too much into that side. But it's the other side of this coin. 
for good uh, user design. To being a designer of software, being a designer of things that humans use, same mindsets. The Excel sheets, the access, the database, the forms, whatever it is you're creating and it, like you want to nicely name your tab in Excel and then put like a good heading where it's consistent and then throughout all the tabs in your Excel sheet have all the same things. Pick the colors the way I've described. You can't script the design too much because Excel's forced in a certain way, but I've seen pretty bad stuff. So just be mindful. Just be mindful. Um, and then, uh, so next episode we'll talk about the user experience a little bit more. We'll tie off of this, off this topic. And in between then, if you have specific questions, Maybe you're designing a particular app or a particular uh, uh, document or report, and you're saying, "What does what does what what does the end user want to see? What should I include? How should I approach this?" Uh, head over to sorrydev.com. Let me know. I'm happy to help with all these. Uh, I've seen many an interface, okay, many, um, but. Uh, I would say wait still for the user experience episode as well to learn a lot more. It's going to be really good. It kind of ties in all the, the meat and the juice of uh, user design. And you'll be glad that you did. Okay, so I want you to go away with this, knowing how to design better. Hopefully you got some value out of this episode. Um, let me know. Subscribes, feeds, and comments and all those sort of stuff actually helps me. And it lets me go, okay, I'm going to answer this topic. I literally will. Try it. All right. Anyway, good luck on all your side hustles and thanks for listening.